you are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Monday, June 7th, 2021, and welcome back in to the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, it's me. I'm your host, Connor Newcomb, and on today's episode, we will recap another good weekend of Orioles baseball. The Orioles have won back-to-back series as Cleveland came in, and the O's took two of three from Cleveland over the weekend. The Orioles now 21 and 38 on the season as uh, the O's, if you uh, do the math there, after Tuesday's game, the Orioles will be at 60 games. So we will have a chance to kind of look at this season and uh, see how it would compare to last year when the Orioles went 25 and 35 in the 60-game season. But that's something we will do on the podcast later this week. For today, again, it is a recap and the three big takeaways from the Orioles series win over Cleveland. Of course, they got a nice 3-1 to win on Friday night. Followed it up with a tough one, 10-4 loss on Saturday. We'll get to all the reasons why that one was tough. And then Sunday, broke the bats open 18-5 to win the rubber game, again, to get to 21-38 and on the season. So we get to the three big takeaways being the big injury that happened to the Orioles this weekend. Uh, Some performances from a couple of bats as well. One who stole the show and one who's finally heating up. So that is all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast, which is brought to you by another podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. That is the Locked On MLB podcast. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully, every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, including yours truly, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts. So the three big takeaways from the Orioles weekend at Camden Yards is they take two out of three from Cleveland. The Orioles have now won back-to-back series here at home this week after taking two of three from the Minnesota Twins earlier in the week. And of course, although the weekend was pretty great and it ended on Sunday with quite a bang, the Orioles' 18 runs on 21 hits were both season highs here so far in 2021. We do have to start, of course, with the negative side of the weekend because it is the biggest piece of news to come out of the weekend. So the first big takeaway from the weekend is we are going to learn a lot about how the Orioles are treating injuries and and looking at the future and and really a a lot of things we're going to learn with how the Orioles treat this John Means injury. Now, Means, of course, threw the no-hitter back in Seattle in April, but he uh, the Orioles had not won a uh, a John Means start since then, and that continued because he started the Saturday game, and the Orioles eventually lost that one 10-4. But, of course, the big news is Means leaving the game in the first inning with an injury. He had given up two solo home runs. He had gotten a couple outs. Then after giving up a base knock with two down, he had thrown 29 pitches in the top of the first inning already. Uh, Brian Ebel, the Orioles head athletic trainer, came out. Brandon Hyde was out there. Chris Holt, the pitching coach, was out there. Uh, something was obviously bothering Means. Now, the velocity wasn't, you know, way down or anything, but he had to come out of the game. And, you know, the Orioles called it left shoulder soreness, which is, you know, something he has dealt with. And uh, Means ended up getting an MRI on Sunday after coming out of the game on Saturday. And it confirmed a left shoulder strain for John Means. Now, Brandon Hyde talked about 
This is very similar to what John Means had in 2019. If you remember for Means, Means had that incredible first half of the year in 2019, his rookie season. He makes the All-Star game. Then coming out after the All-Star break, he, he kind of slowed down. He wasn't pitching very well you know, late in July and into August and actually had to go on the injured list for a bit with some shoulder issues. And then he came back and kind of finished the season stronger. Then you remember in 2020, John Means had some arm fatigue issues, which did not allow him to start on opening day in 2020. They had to push him back about a week before he finally started in the shortened season. And then he had you know, a really rough start to his 2020. So if you put it all together, this is really the third time now in three years that John Means has dealt with some sort of shoulder fatigue, shoulder soreness, or some sort of shoulder strain on his left pitching shoulder. And, you know, it is a little bit of a cause for concern. And because of that, the Orioles decided to place John Means on the 10-day injured list. Now, you know, it does help a little bit. A, the MRI didn't reveal anything, you know, crazy kind of damage that would need surgery or anything at this point. So it looks like he got away clean at this point. And the other thing that helps the Orioles is the O's have another one of those, you know, more lax weeks on the schedules. They have a rare two off day week this week as they have Monday off and they have Thursday off. So when you're putting John Means on the 10 day injured list, you're really only skipping one of his starts instead of two, which obviously helps you with the off days. You know, you could have skipped him anyway, and it won't hurt the Orioles rotation as much because of the off days. Uh, they can kind of put guys on regular rest and they'll really only need to plug a hole in the rotation. Uh, once instead of twice to fill in for means if he is only on the injured list for those 10 days and then comes back and is good. And if you remember, you know, again, the same thing happened in 19. He came back and, you know, worked his way back and was better. 2020 he had a similar thing, came back and had a fantastic finish to the shortened 2020 season. So, you know, he could easily put it all back together again and, and start pitching extremely well. But, you know, it's it is a little bit of a level of concern for the Orioles, obviously. And and you know, it's it's now happened every year he's been in the big league. So, you know, is it something we should expect going forward that at least once a season this is gonna happen to John Means? And it's a little more concerning that you know, back in 2019, it happened after the All-Star break. You know, last year it happened in July when, the, you know, the season was going to start, so right around the same time. But this time, you know, it happens in early June, which is a little bit earlier on the calendar. And, you know, it's obviously things we want to keep an eye on. Now, the next question is who kind of fills the hole in the rotation for the Orioles. And again, as I mentioned, it does help with the two off days this week. So after Means started on... You know, Saturday, Jorge Lopez went in the Sunday game and gave the Orioles five innings. So they do have off on Monday. And then on Tuesday, if you, you kind of look ahead to what the Orioles have, they have named Bruce Zimmerman as the Tuesday starter and Matt Harvey as the Wednesday starter in the two-game series at home against the Mets this week. So you give the two of them the ball uh, in those two games. Then if you, you know, push it ahead to next Friday, the Orioles head down to Tampa after an off day Thursday. They have three games in Tampa, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You most likely give the ball to Keegan Aiken on Friday. He would be on plenty of rest because he started Friday night's game. And, uh, you know, I got to say, pitched very, very well. You know, Keegan Aiken is definitely keeping himself uh, in the Oriole rotation, that 3-1 to one win on Friday. Aiken goes five scoreless innings, four Ks, one walk, three hits. Uh, for Keegan Aiken, he, he you know had the stuff working against that Cleveland offense 
on Friday night, and uh, you know, is he he worked in a curveball which he hasn't thrown a lot, but it worked pretty well. And you know, his changeup wasn't very good at all, uh, but he still was able to get by against that offense. So you give Aiken Friday, and then you look at Saturday. That would be where John Means' place in the rotation would come up next Saturday. But then you can turn to Jorge Lopez because you know he pitched Sunday. Sunday to Saturday is you know plenty amount uh, amount of time. That's you know five days rest right there. So you throw Jorge Lopez, you don't have to move anyone up on Saturday. Then you move to Sunday and, you know, you can throw Bruce Zimmerman there, who will be the Tuesday starter. He'll have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday off. That's normal rest. You can throw Bruce on Sunday. And really, if you look at it, you could then throw Matt Harvey on Monday on regular rest. And you don't even have to really plug the John Means spot in the rotation. You can go Harvey on Monday and then you can, you know, really look at, at the only game you have to worry about would be Tuesday, June 15th, is where Keegan Aiken would be next in the rotation. But after pitching Friday, that wouldn't be enough rest, just three days of rest. So really, the only ga- game you would have to plug would be June 15th. Then you could go to Aiken on Wednesday, June 16th. And by that point, you know, you get to Thursday and Means would be ready to come off the injured list. If uh, he's good to go, it would be his 10 days and he would be ready to pitch again. So you kind of look down the line there and the Orioles would have just one game to plug now, you know, for that game, June 15th, they could maybe call up Dean Kramer. You know, Zach Lowther is an option who uh, came up to kind of take Means' place in the short term. He pitched the final two innings of the Orioles' 18-5 to win on Sunday, gave up two runs on a two-run homer in the ninth, but did finish out the game. Uh, but the Orioles did immediately option him right back down to AAA Norfolk after Sunday's game. He could come back up uh, if there is an injury, but it would make it seem that Lowther's probably not Uh, the answer there. So we could see Dean Kramer come back up by that time. But also, you know, you get to that point, and if you get some good starts, it could just be a bullpen day on June 15th, and then you get means back into the rotation. So again, the Orioles would only have one day where they would have to plug the hole for John Means. And again, I would say, you know, Dean Kramer's at a couple of of solid starts uh, in Norfolk would definitely be the number one option for the Orioles to get that start. But we obviously hope that Means is good. It's just some of the stuff he's dealt with each of the last two seasons. He comes back healthy and he gets back to pitching, you know, at the all-star level and competing for the AL Cy Young Award, which, you know, we've seen him do all season. And and it's not like, again, you know, the velocity didn't look way down. His command was a little off, uh, but nothing looked anything terrible, but you could tell something was just a little bit off. And, you know, we're happy he came out of the game and didn't try and try and push it in the game on Saturday and, and really, you know, force some further damage. But you know, the last thing I'll say about it before we get to the break and, and get to our next big takeaway is that, you know, it will be interesting to see what the Orioles want to do here. Do they want to, you know, if Means goes on the 10-day IL after 10 days, he says he's good. And, you know, late next week uh, in Cleveland, he, he wants to start maybe on that th- Thursday, June 17th, I mentioned. If he wants to go then and he thinks he's okay, it'll be interesting to see if the Orioles do that or if they want to, you know, back him off a little bit. Maybe they do call up Dean Kramer and, and let Dean, you know, stick up for a little bit and, and maybe leave Means on the injured list a little longer to, you know, just, just make sure he's good because you don't want to have him get any kind of shoulder injury that could affect him more long-term than just a 10-day stint. So we'll definitely learn, you know, more about how cautious the Orioles want to be uh, in the coming week or so. But Means goes to the IL, and, and the worst part of it, we won't get to see John Means pitch for at least the next 10 days, and that stinks because he's been incredible to watch all season. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we will get to 
a little more of the positive side from the weekend. The offense was outstanding for the O's this weekend, but two players especially were huge. And next up, we will get to the man who owned the weekend. That was Cedric Mullins, put on an absolute show at Oriole Park this weekend. We'll talk about that when we come back. So we will get back to our three big takeaways from the Orioles' big weekend in just a second. But first, got to tell you about Lucy Nicotine, a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Lucy has created Nicotine Gum with 4 milligrams of nicotine that comes in flavors like wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. They also have a lozenge, which comes in cherry ice, citrus, and mint as well. It's 2021, so get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. It's the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month, so it's simple and you don't have to leave your house. And the gum and lozenges also FSA and HSA eligible. And for Locked On MLB Network listeners, you can go to Lucy.co and use promo code Locked On MLB to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. Again, that's Lucy.co and use promo code Locked On MLB at checkout. Also, have to give this disclaimer warning: this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. That's Lucy.co, and be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDONMLB. So the John Means injury, obviously frustrating. It obviously hurts, and it obviously sucks. We won't get to watch him pitch for a little bit, but hopefully it's just a 10-day thing. He's back. It's similar to what he's dealt with the last two years, and he's ready to be the Orioles' ace here in a couple of weeks. But do want to flip it over to the hitting side from the weekend. And, you know, obviously the Orioles' offense did shine. You know, it, it was only three runs Friday, but they got some key hits. You know, they, they got some base runners in Saturday's game. I know they only scored four runs, but they had 11 hits and uh, they loaded the bases with nobody out in the eighth and did not score. They could have made that game a lot closer, but then things just exploded in Sunday's game with the 18 runs on 21 hits, both season highs for the Orioles. But of course, the guy that made it tick all weekend and, and frankly has been making it tick all season was Cedric Mullins. And the second big takeaway from the weekend is the Orioles took two of three from Cleveland is that Cedric Mullins is here to stay this season, and this guy deserves to be on the all-star team now he stole the show and and frankly you know he had a nice day friday but that was nothing compared to what he did saturday and sunday on friday has a nice little offensive game for the orioles has a one for three with a single and a walk hit a couple of balls hard at the top of the order helped the orioles you know get to their three to one victory in the game on friday and uh but in his last at bat in the friday game for baltimore you know he uh, started what ended up being an incredible streak. He had a, a single in the eighth inning of that uh, that game on Friday night, an inning in which the Orioles got a nice tack-on run to go up 3-1. to one. Started a streak of nine straight at-bats in which Cedric Mullins had a hit and 11 straight plate appearances in which he reached base. He got the single in the eighth inning on Friday. Then you move to Saturday. Cedric Mullins on Saturday, 5-5. Five for five with two home runs, both solo shots, two RBIs, and three runs scored. All five balls, you know, these weren't dink and dunk hits. These were five hard-hit balls for Cedric Mullins. He became just the third Orioles player in history to go five for five with two home runs in a game. The other two were Brooks Robinson and Cal Ripken Jr. So that's a pretty good spot to be in for Mullins. He also made a sensational diving catch uh, to save a run in that game. 
He was just fantastic. So you put that together. Then you start the game on Sunday. Again, he's got the six consecutive at-bats with a hit going into Sunday's game. And, of course, the entire offense decided to blow up in the game on Sunday. But it was Mullins as well. He leads things off with a solo home run on Sunday, his ninth of the season. Uh, Then he comes up to the plate once again in the second inning, uh, knocks a little bloop RBI single into center field, making it eight at-bats in a row for Mullins with a hit. He comes up in the fourth inning, actually doubles out to uh, right field and actually got thrown out trying to stretch it into a triple, uh, but that's another hit. Make it nine in a row for Cedric Mullins, nine at-bats in a row. Then in the fifth, he let it off with a walk, making it ten in a row that he had reached base uh, over the weekend. Then he walked again in the bottom of the seventh, making it 11 in a row. He almost kept the streak up as he came back up in the bottom of the eighth inning with one out, but he lined out to left field uh, to end the streak, but ended up three for four with a double, a homer, two ribbies, two walks, two runs scored in the game on Sunday. Average up to 322, best on the team. OPS up to 923, by far the best on the team. He made another great diving catch to save a run in the game on Sunday. He has just been sensational. And, you know, I don't know if he is going to be, you know, maybe a all-star starter. I don't know if he's going to make the all-star team at all because outfield is where there's a lot of talent, um, you know, especially in the American League and just in baseball in general. But he, at the very least, at this point, deserves an all-star spot, you know, whether it be a starter or a guy coming off the bench. I mean, he's been just fantastic for the Orioles. He's playing a gold glove center field. Again, the OPS at 923 on the season. He's got nine home runs already. You know, all of his his stat cast numbers are incredible. You know, he's not striking out a lot. The whiff percentage is great. You know, he's he's obviously crazy fast. K percentage is good. You know, he's he's uh he's been fantastic in the outfield. Uh the the expected batting average been great. Um, you know, he's walking pretty well, better than half uh the MLB his walk rate. It's been fantastic, and it's becoming so fun to watch him. And that's the other thing. You know, he he gets the three hits on Sunday. He gets the five hits Saturday, and he he gets the one on Friday, a nine-hit weekend uh, for Cedric Mullins. And these aren't bloop hits either. Eight of the nine hits were hard-hit balls over the weekend. The only bloop uh, was the bloop RBI single he had in the game on Sunday where Harold Ramirez, the center fielder for Cleveland, Kind of got a really weird and pretty bad read. Probably helped Mullins get the RBI single in that one. But, you know, just what a weekend for Mullins. And he really does spark the offense. I mean, obviously, you get a 5-for-5 game from Mullins. You like to score more than 4 and like to win the game, which the Orioles didn't do on Saturday. But he keeps it up in the game Sunday, and frankly, he helps the Orioles. You know, he he let it off with the home run in the first. He kept the rally going in the second when the Orioles scored six runs in the second inning. He helped in the fourth when they scored five runs. You know, he helped in the seventh when they scored five more runs in the game against Cleveland on Sunday. He is a spark to watch at the top of the order. He can steal you a bag as well. Um, just a really, really fun player to watch. And, you know, it's interesting that he continues to do this, not only this season, but, you know, where... As we know, Austin Hayes is on the injured list again, his second stint on the IL this season. We knew the two of them were coming in in the center field battle, and now all of a sudden, Mullins put himself leaps and bounds ahead of Hayes, and not that Hayes has had a bad season. Hayes has been pretty good when he's been healthy, but he hasn't been on the field, you know, for the whole season, and Mullins has just taken over this center field spot. You know, again, when Hayes gets back, just like it was last time, he'll be playing left field, and Mullins is going to be out there in center field every single day, and it starts to feel more and more like, hey, Maybe Cedric Mullins might be on the next good Orioles team. We didn't know if that would be the case, 
But the way he's playing this year, if he can keep this up, first of all, man, he should have gone to just being a left-handed hitter way before this year. But he finally did it, and here we are. I mean, Cedric Mullins just stealing the show over the weekend. And again, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a starter, but that guy has got to get to the All-Star game, especially you know, if the voting ended now and the All-Star game was tomorrow. There would be no way to not put him at Coors Field in the All-Star game. But he was tremendous to watch, as was the entire Oriole offense on Sunday. But Mullins, although he was the, the top pick and he was the number one star of the weekend for the Orioles, there was another hitter in that lineup who really shined. And, you know, for Mullins, it's been pretty much all season. He's been, you know, hovering right around 300. He's been great all year with batting average and, you know, everything he's been doing, the nine home runs as well. But for Ryan Mountcastle, it's been kind of a struggle here in 2021 after a really good 2020. But is this the week that is finally broken out for Ryan Mountcastle and getting him back to what he was last year? We'll talk about that after the break. So we'll get to our third and final takeaway from the Orioles weekend in just a second. But first, got to tell you about Built Bar and their nine delicious flavors of protein bars. Now, they got the flavors like coconut almond, mint brownie, double chocolate, and my personal favorite, peanut butter brownie. Now, you may have already established your favorite if you tried the Built Bars, or maybe you haven't. And if you're looking to maybe try them all first so you can pick a favorite, you can go to BuiltBar.com. You can order a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And you know, you'll get these nine flavors and they'll delicious. You'll almost forget that they're good for you. It's a protein bar. They're healthy as well. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. You can order today to get the raspberry or mint brownie or whatever flavor you might like. So go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. And today's episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast is also brought to you by betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Of course, baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the betting action at BetOnline. If you're betting on the Orioles this week, you might have actually made some money. Before that, you were probably betting against the Orioles a lot if you were smart. But you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs at BetOnline. Not just baseball, but of course, the NBA and NHL playoffs, which are in full swing. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Again, that's promo code Locked On to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline.ag your online sportsbook experts. So yes, Cedric Mullins stole the show this weekend with the 11 straight plate appearances reaching, the nine straight hits, the three home runs over the weekend. He was fantastic. But you know, if Cedric hadn't done that, we'd be talking about an incredible weekend for another guy who frankly, even with Cedric, still shined this weekend. And that was Ryan Mountcastle. And you know, the third and final takeaway from the Orioles series victory over Cleveland this weekend at Camden Yards is that this might be the week. This might be the time that Ryan Mountcastle is finally breaking out and uh, is kind of shedding that sophomore slump he's been going through here in 2021. What a weekend it was for Mountcastle. And it started with the biggest swing of the game 
on Friday night. The Orioles were being shut out by, you know, kind of a bullpen day by Cleveland on Friday. Gene uh, Carlos Mejia gone three innings scoreless to start. Phil Matone, two scoreless innings. Nick Sandlin pitched a scoreless fifth. They go to Brian Shaw in the sixth. It's a one nothing game after Hunter Harvey had surrendered a run um, in the top of the sixth inning. Uh, excuse me, they go to Brian Shaw in the seventh. And the Orioles get a runner on with one out. And Ryan Mountcastle, two-run shot into the first row in left field and hit a fan in the head. Seems like he is okay. Had a nice exchange with Mountcastle uh, via the Instagram DMs. Mountcastle apologized for hitting him in the head with a ball. Um, and Mountcastle said he would give him a bat uh, the next game he came to, which was a really cool uh, moment between the two. But fan didn't make a great catch, but did enough to uh, not allow the uh, Cleveland left fielder, Eddie Rosario, to have a play on the ball. It was reviewed. It was not fan interference. And Mountcastle hit the two-run homer to give the Orioles a 2-1 to lead in the seventh. Of course, they would add one in the eighth. The bullpen would hold on. They'd win that game 3-1. to uh, But that was a big moment for Mountcastle. And he continues to just swing the bat extremely well he hits the big swing now that was his only hit on Friday night he did have a a one for four with a couple of strikeouts but then he comes back Saturday and he does it again Mountcastle goes two for three in the game Saturday he has a double he cranks a solo home run I mean that ball was hit out of a rocket 114.6 miles an hour off the bat it was hit 447 feet into left field Uh, Mountcastle had two balls that day that he hit almost that hard. His double was hit 111 miles per hour off the bat. He was smoking the baseball uh, with the two for three and the solo home run. He had three hard hit balls on the day. One of them uh, unfortunately turned into an out for him, but that gave him five home runs in his past 11 games with the home run on Saturday. And then he followed it up on Sunday, getting it on the action with everybody else. He goes three for five on Sunday with the double and two singles. He did strike out once, but he did have two RBIs. He scored three runs in the game, got the start in left field at a couple of hard hit balls. And, you know, all of a sudden you, uh, you put the weekend together for Mountcastle with the, you know, the one for four on Friday and the two for three on Saturday and then you know you look at Sunday and uh, you know he's got a a six for 12 weekend at the dish and and the home run total is starting to climb for Ryan Mountcastle and he is starting to hit the ball really really well over this past week his OPS up to 729 he's now got eight home runs on the season and you know all these stats are just you know, you look at his his baseball savant page and the Statcast stats. You know, his walks way down, his strikeouts way up. He's swinging and missing. You know, worse than most people in baseball. He is in the first percentage in chase rate. There are only a few players in all of baseball, only a handful of players in all of baseball, who are swinging at pitches out of the zone more than Ryan Mountcastle. You know, we talked last year when he came up about you know how he had been pretty free swinger in the minor leagues. But that's not how he looked in 2020. You know, we saw that 30-game sample size, and he was pretty good. And the walk rate was fairly high. But then those swings and misses really came into his game. You know, here in 2021, and again, the chase rate—only a handful of players have chased more pitches out of the zone. That has been his issue. But he's just starting to lay off those pitches a little bit more over the last week or two, and the stats are starting to get better. And you know, guys really figured him out. I mean, this April especially. Pitchers just didn't throw him strikes, and he was chasing everything. 
Now he's starting to at least lay off a little bit. Pitchers are throwing him, you know, a few more strikes, and he's starting to capitalize. That is the big thing for Mountcastle. And again, you know, the two-run homer he hit Friday, and, you know, even the pitch that he hit out on Saturday, neither of those pitches were center cut. You know, they were around the corners of the strike zone. He made good swings on both of those pitches. But, you know, even if pitchers just throw him pitches closer to the plate, you know, he's been wailing at things five feet out of the zone. If he can just get them to, you know, aim for the corners a little more and he can get more hits off of that they're gonna throw him more strikes if he lays off those pitches you know in the dirt five feet in front of home plate the pitch is way outside the pitch is way up high if he can just lay off of those which he's done better in the last week he's gonna have that bat back to what it was in 2020 and you know everybody goes through their sophomore slump and that's what ryan mountcastle was going through but this last week has been huge for him. A lot of RBIs, you know, he was mashing doubles all over the place this week against the Twins at Camden Yards. And we'll see if he can keep it going. And, you know, he's, he's right up there, got himself in the five hole in the lineup right now. And he's swinging the bat well. And, and you know, this offense is on a whole different level. We saw what the offense could do last year when Mountcastle was hitting well. Now you add in Mancini who's swinging it well, Mullins, who's out of this world, Santander's been really good since he came off the IL, Freddie Galvis has been a steady, nice force, uh, you have Mountcastle, you have DJ Stewart, who really over the past couple of weeks uh, has been swinging a better bat, he had uh, a two-hit game on Friday night, he had a three-for-three, three, uh, and with a walk, he reached all four times in Sunday's game, uh, you know, obviously Sunday's game was great for everyone because, you know, you three hit game from Mullins, Santander, you know, you had two hits from Franco, two from Arias, including a home run. Austin wins got his two first hits uh, here of 2021. So obviously everyone was uh, putting it all together on Sunday. But, you know, you've got these guys heating up Mountcastle, Stewart, you know, Mullins, Santander, all kind of heating up at the same time uh, with Galvis and Mancini being kind of the steadying presences as well. This offense looks a whole lot better than it had uh, when the Orioles are setting these strikeout number records and they couldn't score at all. You know, things are starting to look up, and, and Mountcastle seems to kind of be the key in that offense. You know, if he can get it going like he has been, uh, this team can can definitely score some more runs than we initially thought. But good weekend for the O's again. The eighteen hits on or the eighteen runs on twenty one hits, uh, a season high for the Orioles. They win two out of three over Cleveland. Now twenty one and thirty eight on the season before we go do have to tell you about another podcast here on the locked on podcast network that is the locked on today podcast and today on the locked on today podcast an embarrassing exit for the los angeles lakers get more of the sports news you need in less time with the locked on today podcast follow the locked on today podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get your pods so that'll do it for this episode. Little three big takeaways of the weekend recap. Of course, the Orioles are off today, one of the two off days they have this week. Then tomorrow, they are back on the field, back at Camden Yards. A little quick two-game series with the New York Mets. Of course, they played them up in Queens a couple of weeks ago. Mets took both games. We'll see if the O's can get them back in a Tuesday-Wednesday two-game stint here this week. Uh, we will get into that series and those matchups a little bit more on tomorrow's episode. Also, coming up this week, of course, the Orioles will hit the 60-game mark after Tuesday's game. We will talk about that a little bit later this week once they get to 60 games and kind of compare what the Orioles look through 60 games this year versus last season, which was a full 60-game season in which the Orioles went 25 and 35. We'll also keep you updated on all things Orioles minor leagues this week. Adley Rutschman had two home runs 
over the weekend, and the Orioles minor league teams continue to shine. We will also talk about the Rays this week on the pod, because this Friday down at the Trop, the Orioles will finally play the Rays again. It'll be their second series against Tampa Bay. We will talk about that and much, much more, including uh, some roster moves that the Orioles have uh, made recently, including over the weekend, made a claim of Domingo Leba, an infielder from the Diamondbacks. Talk about him as well this week. So that's all coming up later in the week here on the pod. But until then, I'm Connor Newcomb, and this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.